bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews Hi, welcome to another episode of Spoiler Reviews on the Blackout Tips Premium Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rod, joined by a lovely co-host today, a very special guest, JL Coven of Making Podcasts Great Again Podcast. What's going on, man? Good to be here on a sunny, humid New York City Sunday. Yep, and uh, of course, here at Spoiler Reviews, we spoil the movie. This movie is called Brightburn. Um, that little kid kills everybody and he wins. <laughs> so it's, uh, the, so this is for people that saw the movie, don't plan on seeing the movie, or don't care about spoilers. Uh, we have added a little bit to the review section. We will talk a little bit of the previews that I saw before the movie and we will talk about your feedback to the last episode that JL Covan was on, um, so that he can hear what you guys had to say about our review um so and then of course the actual movie review we'll talk about what we liked what we didn't like and then we'll score it from zero to five uh let's talk about these movie previews did you get there in time to see the previews in your theater it's so sad i'm i'm always there early and Mm. this was the one movie where i was running late and i only caught i i already forgot what it was but i only caught the last preview before the movie started okay well i'll run down these trailers if you've seen them let me know what you think if not uh oh it's tarantino tarantino was the last one that's what i walked in on that's what i got on here so the first one was 21 bridges the chadwick bozeman russo brothers uh looks like cop suspense thriller heist film or some shit uh what do you think about that one well which famous black historical police officer does chadwick bozeman play (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah that's gonna be the twist at the end it's gonna be like and he was sheriff clark the whole time <laughs> uh but i i won't lie man if this wasn't chadwick and the Rousseau's, i wouldn't see this but it's literally just that it's the motherfuckers that made all the good you know avengers films and chadwick that i might end up sliding into the theater to see this shit what, what do you think about that trailer i didn't i didn't see it okay all right all right did you see the trailer for crawl uh at all during any of the movie ventures oh you don't really go to the movies as much anymore do you no i've been i've been seeing you know i've okay. seen the major ones but i haven't seen you know i'm um because amc premiere list mm-hmm. you know gets me to the theater more than i would like that is mm. that is a wonderful the legacy of movie pass dessert like they you know movie pass uh, movie pass walked so amc list could fly um movie pass is the hillary clinton of uh of (laughs) of the movie subscription service because their failure amongst a lot of unfair criticism uh their failure actually made it so that a bunch of other programs started up and uh yeah we appreciate we appreciate the 20 the 2020 crop of movie movie (laughs) (laughs) kamala kamala (laughs) a-list and and uh uh you know pete pete 
Buddha stubs. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Um, Let's see what else. Crawl is a movie about uh, like a hurricane hits Florida and a woman's dad is trapped in a house. Oh, I have seen that one. Yeah, what do you think? You gonna go see that? Uh, that's one of those ones that if they surprise me with good reviews, mm. I'll like my inclination is to go probably not. But all of a sudden, if I see oh eighty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, oh that's much better than I expected. Maybe I'll I'll you know spend one of my free movies on it. Yeah, this is one of my um sleeper like uh favorite genres of movies the disaster film the only mm-hmm. problem is it's like disaster horror and i'm a little worried that it'll be more hard than disaster i like i like right. a good disaster film but mm-hmm. yeah same thing i need some reviews um x-men dark phoenix i've seen that preview a bunch yeah uh, i'll probably see it because i've liked most of the of the like this generation of x-men movies my mm-hmm. favorite is still i think the f- first class i mm-hmm. i thought first class was, that's my favorite yeah. of, of this batch me too but i, I like to see sansa all grown up mm-hmm. uh and it's great timing for her like before you forget me two weeks later here's a huge movie starring me <laughs> what's crazy is that if that movie sucks then it'll be like damn i wish they released this before game of thrones but if it, but but if it's if it's good then if she or if she's good in it then it's kind of like yeah guys like you know I'm I'm a star now don't forget put me in movies yeah. uh yeah I think I'm gonna see Dark Phoenix just because I've seen all the X Men movies and I'm not nearly right. I'm not nearly as hard on those movies as everybody else for some reason I feel like everyone around me fucking hates the X Men movies and I'm like when did we the decide o- this <laughs> the only one i really didn't like was x-men of all of them mm-hmm. was x-men 3 like the yeah, last stand that was terrible. all the others i've enjoyed i've i've ranged from loving to just liking yeah but x-men 3 was the only one i was like that was not good <laughs> i think i think it's just i grew up with that cartoon and reading those comic books or something because i don't know man you just put the fucking costumes on and give them powers and i'm like all right i can suspend disbelief for an hour and a half or whatever i don't know oh wait sorry i gotta amend that i also didn't like x-men origins wolverine i thought that was very bad (laughs) i don't like any dude i don't like any of those wolverine movies like and i know that's blasphemy because that last one made like nerds crying shit but none of them you didn't like logan no man like oh wow yeah i I didn't like logan a lot it's not that logan was a bad movie like don't get me wrong like it's not like especially of that lineage of wolverine movies that's the best one of the three yeah but um i think i just heard it after too much hype and walked in like with my arms folded like <laughs> make me cry bitch and i didn't i didn't cry or whatever and i was like i don't know about this one guys but it's yeah but 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 still not a bad movie the right. you know the first two x the first two wolverine movies are legitimately bad um yes. <laughs> let's see uh you don't even count them they're like a yeah they're like a spinoff you don't count <laughs> yeah like i can't believe i fucking watched those man i was so disappointed um let's see ma is the fourth trailer that's the yep. one uh the one where uh the olivia Olive, octavia, octavia spencer. spencer is gonna finally get revenge for the help um what do you think about <laughs> what do you think about that trailer you gonna see that movie uh yes that 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 would be great if at the end like an m shine Sh- uh, m night Shyamalan twist it was a sequel to the help 
but it's uh, that's a movie that I wanted to see when I saw the preview, and it's like the reverse of Crawl. Whereas, like, if the reviews come out and it's like forty three percent, I'll be like, ooh. But if it's anywhere like sixty five percent or more, then just to let me know that it's like within range of possibly being good, I'll see it. Yeah, I'm told I'm all the way in. I think uh, Hollywood and uh, some of these documentary places are really capitalizing off of what I like to call the uh, Firefest effect, which is if you pick, <laughs> if you pick the right targets, like it makes the movie more it like so if you're gonna brutalize what looks like a privileged mostly white kids in this town like people i I won't care as much about those characters being fucked with as opposed to like i don't know uh the last purge where it's like we're gonna go to the hood it's like oh no not the black (laughs) people but uh yeah i think i'm gonna see ma for sure um annabelle comes home is another one of those movies in the um I didn't know it's conjuring. Thank you. The conjuring series. And I, I've never seen those, so I'm not going to see it. Yeah. Let me, let me tell you the conjuring one and two are up there with the exorcist as far as like my favorite horror movies of all time, mm. which makes me even angrier whenever I, I've seen Annabelle and I've seen the nun, mm. which were both just piggybacking off of being affiliated with that franchise. And they, they suck mm. like they're terrible movies. And it's, so I'm done. Like, and now I'm just like, I'm almost insulted. And with this new Annabelle, they're clever because they include Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmia in like the opening scene. So I was like, Oh wait, I said to my girlfriend, I was like, Oh wait, this might be the conjuring three. Yeah. Now I'm in. And then it was like, Annabelle, fuck you. <laughs> like, you're, you're, I, how dare you pay them like a million bucks to do one scene just to, just to try to trick me into going to see this because now I know it's to- now I know it's going to be really bad. And then, they had to like they're like they they know our secret now, <laughs> so we actually have to trick them with the actors. But fuck Annabelle and that, like just the Conjuring. Except the problem is that anybody any movie with the Conjuring name like that that La Yorna movie that came out that got terrible reviews still made good money with Damn. no cast because they were like from the cousin of the guy who was roommates <laughs> with the writer of the conjuring it's like you're not for like, it's like oh i see that <laughs> fuck that <laughs> yeah that, the other part that's funny now is that they're not even bothering to put the movies out in halloween like they're just putting right. them, they're putting them wherever the fuck they feel like putting it's like uh if this february prepare to be scared <laughs> on valentine's day You're like what the fuck yeah that that looks I don't know. It looks so terrible, and I did notice that trick. And then, if you look at that rest of that trailer, they're not in any of it. Nope. <laughs> like, like oh, they do man. a cameo for the purpose of being in the trailer. Yes. And, oh, and my favorite part in that trailer is uh the the badass little girl who goes in the the secret like room that you're not supposed to fuck with anything or else because it's all haunted. <laughs> and then they're like, "What is?" She's like, "I touched Annabelle," and they're like oh no what what else did you touch and she goes i touch everything <laughs> i was like this is a fucking ad for whooping your kids fuck this shit um men international i'm just ready for this movie to come out because i've seen the trailer a million times now and uh and, and i and i actually do think um my man Hemsworth is a very underrated comedic actor can you- oh go ahead what happened uh oh can you hear me yes 
No, you. I was just making sure you weren't coming through on my end, but I okay. assume you were still recording. So, oh yeah, yeah, no big deal. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Chris Hemsworth is a very just tremendous underrated comedic, comedic actor. actor, and that is really yeah. what I'm going to see this movie for. No offense to um my girl um what is, whatever her, uh, Valkyrie from the uh uh from the uh, is that Tessa Thompson yeah yeah no offense to Tessa you know no offense to oh uh, um she's cool but uh my man once again Rod Rod picking patriarchy <laughs> over black women again <laughs> you know me man uh I couldn't help myself hopefully Alyssa Milano has a cameo in this movie. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think uh that like I want to see him be funny. Although, if he doesn't kill it, I just can't see this movie being good because I don't think the MIB exactly. universe is that good. So. Yeah, no, it's 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 not. So this is one of those, and it's got Liam Neeson for a double whammy of of offensive oh, purpose. You know that? Oh, and you know Liam Neeson, the bad guy, right? That's happening. <laughs> That's the problem. It's like. They're gonna do the same. It's the same twist as Widows. Yeah, like, but yeah. now we know <laughs> it's the same shit for a hundred percent sure. Halfway through, like he's, if, he's gonna be if like, he it's makes me. out with if he makes out with Tessa Thompson, <laughs> then you know, then you know he's the dad guy. I love you, Tessa, and then he just fucking pulls out a gun. And you're like, of course, of course. Uh, I, I think this movie would be uh, if it's actually good. It would be funny if. Uh, the post credits is like Will Smith trying to come back or some shit like <laughs> to get a piece of this money again. Uh, that would be hilarious. Um, and then lastly is once upon a time in Hollywood, which is a Tarantino film. And, um, while I was watching this trailer, I came to a realization that I hadn't really thought about, which is that, um, I fucking love Quentin Tarantino films. Uh, yeah. like I think it's because of, uh, Twitter and shit that people got so woke that they like turned on Quentin Tarantino but I was like I don't think I've ever seen a Quentin Tarantino film that I didn't like minimum enjoy um so I I was like yeah I'm definitely in for this shit I don't even honestly it could have just said Quentin Tarantino's night film and I would have been like I'm coming to the theater anyway what'd you think about the trailer um he's yeah he's sort of at that point like because I remember a lot of people sort of shit on the hateful eight Mm-hmm. But they're shitting on it from that scale of Quentin Tarantino. Not like I just saw a regular movie called The Hateful Eight with all these actors and it was really enjoyable storytelling and very grand in scope. You're grading it against like Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, Inglorious Bastards. You're like looking at like, well, it's not as good as his like six time Oscar nominated masterpiece. So <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. But yeah, his movies are always it's the way he writes the actors he gets there's just like a there's an energy almost to his movies and they're quick they're like long but they're quick at the same time and they and and they just keep you engaged so like for me i was like brad pitt leonardo dicaprio um the the margot robbie mm-hmm. i'm like i'm in this looks interesting that the early reviews look really good from from like the Cannes film festival mm-hmm. so watching the preview i'm sort of already the preview didn't like blow me away, but I'm already in. I'm yeah. already like, yeah, I'm going to see that. That's not a, there's no sort of like, hmm, and he's, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like a movie buff in the way that like, he's into the, the movies that I was into as a kid, like Kung Fu and fucking Westerns and shit. So mm. like, even like when he shows like Bruce Lee, the like in the movie, you know, the, I'm like, that's the first time someone's played Bruce Lee that I was like, that motherfucker look like Bruce Lee. 
uh, <laughs> in all these movies like there's been hundreds of movies made at this point of like you know the let's add some bruce lee elements and none of these motherfuckers ever look like that dude so i was just like yeah he, tarantino cares in a way that uh that i do and you know there'll be some end bombs dropped in it for no reason and and I, i'm okay with that you know hopefully walton goggins the one dropping them and uh make it even better oh is he is he in it i don't know i don't i haven't even looked at the cast you know like i'm expecting well, sam jackson to show up walton goggins oh, somewhere you know like he'll he'll have his boys in there i i think um although i will say this what's odd is that as much as tarantino seems to like the n-word mm-hmm. it's hard like to me i would always find it kind of interesting it's like the people who will hate him using it with characters in the movie are the same ones who think yes. lots of white people are racist. Dude. So, so isn't he just showing white people being racist? Dude, I, that's the <laughs> critique I don't get. That's the one where I'm just like, but that's probably the most accurate shit that is, exists is we think white people are racist when we're not around. And he's always like, white people be racist as shit when y'all not around. Like, what the fuck i do that i'd never understood that there's a lot of shit you can say about him that's the one i did, didn't get man oh my god right, cause it's, it's like in reservoir dogs it almost happens like randomly mm-hmm. and you're like wait what and then you're like oh right these are like italian douchebag criminals and then pulp fiction is like yeah these dudes are racist right right like, <laughs> like the only times that um that i ever feel like oh a white person wrote this is when they uh and he's done it a couple times the sons of anarchy racism where you're talking to a super tough black guy who will kill anybody for just like disrespecting him but then you drop like three n-bombs in his face and he and he never goes like hey motherfucker he's always like oh, well you know we doing crime we got to be racist i'm like no that's not how that would go <laughs> that's the only time it bothers me though other than that i don't give a fuck sons of anarchy right <laughs> Talk about bad finales. The bad shield. <laughs> yeah. What? Sons of Anarchy, it had a bad, like, there were some good moments later in the show, but that, that show for me after like two and a half seasons just started diving. It was so good. Whereas bad. the shield to me was, cause I remember you were, I think you were talking, you were doing a Forrest Whitaker, uh, on, <laughs> on your last podcast. Yeah. Uh, with, get, with, with the fire starter. <laughs> yeah. And, the, the the shield was like up and down, but that final two episodes, I've always told people, I'm like, I don't think it's a consistently great show, mm-hmm. but it's worth it because when Vic Mackey, spoiler, mm-hmm. when Vic Mackey <laughs> turns and they don't know how bad he is and they gave him immunity yes. and he rats everybody and tells every murder and shit, it's one of the greatest things like in a TV drama, like so it's like worth the journey to get to that holy oh my god they just realized what a monster he is and they cut a deal <laughs> the best <laughs> it's it was amazing oh now that's a great finale um all right that's all the trailers let's get into brightburn man so we got um yeah. <clears throat> positives and negatives start first with the positives uh for this one uh you name a thing i'll name a thing until we run out and then we'll do the negatives um so uh yeah g- give me uh something that you liked about this film which is uh based on um uh what is this plot to this oh what if a child from another world crash landed on earth but instead of becoming a hero to mankind he proved to be something far more sinister bright burn stars elizabeth banks as tori Breyer, uh briar david denham as, as kyle briar and of course the star is jackson dunn uh who is brandon briar the main character all right man so uh what'd you like about this <clears throat> i 
I'll, I'll go with sort of the overarching compliment I have for the movie, which is it really it's a simple but consistent turn that if a superhero was a bad guy, basically if Superman came here and was an evil kid or or, or had an evil force within him, it would quickly turn to a horror movie. Right. Not a superhero movie. Like, it would be terrifying. And I thought the movie, as the kid makes the transition, like after he turns 12, into this sort of budding supervillain, it becomes this very scary movie. Mm-hmm. Which which I think is like, is sort of the exact tone it would be. It wouldn't have the same sort of like, he's discovering his powers and keeping them hidden. And it's like, ooh, because we're very familiar with that that arc. This is like the more familiar he gets with his powers, the scarier and more helpless the people around him and who interact with him will feel. Right. And I thought it was good. They, It kind of – it's not a perfect movie, but I think it was so consistent in that like it, it, it pairs up with like him turning 12. So now they're like, oh, is it puberty? He's becoming like a little bit of a angry kid. So is it – it, it, it like it's the perfect time for him to be de- developing this because it's almost like there's other plausible excuses for a while as to why he could be acting out or being rude or being angry. Um, so I, I guess I'll make that my first my first thing is that just the the overall you think it's a superhero or supervillain movie, but it really is is much closer to a to a horror, which I think would be how it would be. Yeah. Uh, definitely the horror, the horror movie elements to this were amazing. Like, uh, I thought, I thought that was, uh, where the movie shined the best is the, you don't really know what the fuck this kid is. Like, I was talking to someone about it and I was like, this kid would have been weird if he was just a kid. Like, (laughs) like it wasn't like, like he was gonna be like a serial killer just as a regular kid with no powers. And oh, then, if he didn't murder his class with laser beams, he'd do it with a gun. Right. Like they they did everything but cut to his room and he's listening to like Jeremy uh on this fucking radio. But um one of the things that worked for me was the runtime. Um look, if you're not gonna like be a meticulously crafted narrative or whatever, make your shit short. More movies need to do this. I don't know why the fuck. Like the only thing that make it better is if they charge less for these movies, but like these hour and a half movies is right at the right spot where my brain shuts off and i before i can ask all the questions that are like wait a minute i'm already out of the movie so credits right (laughs) it's like right when you're like i don't think oh you know what it's time to go well that that's what we need (laughs) that's what we need for more movies so i I think the runtime was perfect of an hour and a half when this when this thing hits netflix or whatever the fuck people are gonna probably watch the shit out of it um what else did you like give me something else I thought um, I liked the as weird as this will sound because I'm not like into tons of violence, mm-hmm. but I thought very creative violence in this movie um, from breaking the girl's hand mm-hmm. to his uncle in the car accident, which was one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen on camera. I was not prepared with his jaw like literally like disconnected from his face it was one of the grossest things i've seen it was mountain crushing the viper skull level gross yes and it startled me like i but i didn't look at it as oh my god why are they like making this so violent what about the children because it's an r movie but i was like it made me actually more scared because you were like oh it's 
you know, in movies where kids are killers, it's always like, oh, he stabbed her in the back when she wasn't looking. And you're like, no, this dude's a superhero villain. Like, his deaths will be brutal. He has like, un- he, he blasts his own father's head open with laser beams. Like, so it, it kind of brought me into the almost like, for like a split second, I was like, if there was a villain super, like super villain kid, what a terrifying concept because the power and the violence would be unlimited. Yeah. So it was, it was weird like that the violence actually made him scarier. It wasn't just like violence for like, ooh, nasty. It was like, ooh, now I know how brutal this child is. Right. And um, the other thing too is that like he doesn't have the emotional responses to his violence or shock or grossed out or any of that stuff so it just it just doubles down to evil you know um they like they were very on the nose up front when they have the uh like every movie that has a classroom scene where like the lesson being taught is the lesson of the movie and it was like well what else do we know about wasp and he's like some wasp will lay their eggs with bees and then the bees will raise the the wasp not knowing that it's a predator and it'll kill the whole hive and it's like oh so that's the plot of the movie thanks uh message um <clears throat> another thing i liked about it was the kid who played um uh brandon Breyer, uh brightburn or um uh bb uh jackson a dunn is a creepy ass kid um <laughs> and that like that that little white boy def- like i believed his uh like aloofness and detachment and um like sadism and all that shit like and 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 the fact that while he is this like uh essentially super predator of the human race he's not that smart because he's still a kid so like he think all his crimes are very childlike in their depiction right it's i like this girl i'm going to uh try to get her attention and um you know the uh i'm gonna talk to her i'm gonna scare her mom and uh you know uh, don't don't talk to the police am i gonna have to kill my aunt like everything was so like simple and obviously would not have worked in real life because you know eventually police or whatever would have figured it out but it was it was like that it was a very childlike thing while also being the most deadliest motherfucker in the planet so uh i kind of appreciated his depiction of it and also the way he played like teen angst well it was like that's the thing with like going through puberty with superpowers if you're a bad kid is a whole it's like imagine what a bad teenager can do with a gun now give that bad teenager like unlimited flying strength laser beams yes yes absolutely (laughs) uh was there anything else you liked about it um the other big thing i liked is i think they i don't know if this was lazy but at least i thought they were like kind of consistent in terms of just tracking what i know as a casual comic person you know, what we know as the common origin of Superman, okay? Mm-hmm. He, the S is not actually an S. Mm-hmm. It's a symbol from his home planet. He lands in Kansas. He gets raised. They kind of track that exact story right down to the detail of the bright burn symbol mm-hmm. because you know that's from his planet or whatever. That's not a B, but because it also matches the town mm-hmm. and his initials, it's like viewed as BB. But I like that it was just also some coincidence. Like it was just like the S in Superman was not actually an S, but that's how we all see it. Um, 
I just thought overall they just tracked it very it's it's kind of a probably it was a probably simple pitch when they were selling this script. They were like, Well, first of all, my brother's James Gunn and he's pretty big, so listen to him. But also <laughs> but also what if Superman came here and was evil? Like that's your right. one sentence pitch, like as a kid. It's like I was joking, they could have called this Smallerville. And <laughs> But if it, you know what I mean, it's that. So I, I, I just kind of like the mirror, a mirror of a man and yeah. consistent. Like they kind of ran with that the whole time. Yeah. That was a, yeah, it was interesting for them to do that. Um, and they gave him even powers that Superman doesn't have. Like, cause he was just like telekinesis and shit. Like when he lifted up that truck and slammed it, um, or whatever, like he, like that dude, he was hella powerful um so uh yeah he yeah he was a beast um as for uh things other things i liked um <laughs> i love the creepy mask like his his outfit being the hood and that weird ass fucking yeah. mask that looks like a, a wasp face or whatever and the eyes glowing underneath it that shit was scary as fuck man like dude that was some old like the fucking zodiac killer shit he had going on um and then um i really love the ending more more so that they had the balls to go for like the full fuck it he wins <laughs> like you know like like i thought yeah. for a second i thought they were gonna be like and then the sad thing is this mother has to kill this child that she raised because uh, we know his weakness is the shit i knew she wasn't Mm-hmm. but i knew he i was hoping she'd kill him but when she kept raising it like higher and higher, i was like she's raising it too much they're yes. setting this up that he's gonna catch it <laughs> yes and i thought maybe the swerve was gonna be like i don't know she gets him to kill her himself or like i don't know she, she doing ari ari yes. stark <laughs> yes something like i was like oh then they'll have her kill him in the air and then like it cost her her life but at least she got this like predator alpha no and uh I think they take some balls to do that, man. Cause and, and the way that just since you brought it up the way he kills Elizabeth Banks, dog, like that wasn't like he cut her when she tried to cut him. He like pre med. He's like, I'm gonna fly you up into outer space and drop you. Yo, <laughs> like, that shit was oh so. And like his face, cause as he's just looking at her, and you're like, yo, this motherfucker is gone, like that. Um, and then the like swerve of like him crashing the plane into his own house and oh. covering up the murders with the uh with that so there's just this he's a sob story kid now um and they clearly cut, allude to other like conspiracies at the end after the credits um so that aquaman may- was one of them yeah i wonder if they're trying to do like a shared universe maybe not with uh obviously DC. not with dc but a shared yeah. universe type of uh type of thing of of these i don't know horror slash villain movies or something i don't know um all right was there anything else you like before we uh get to didn't like before we get to this like what i'm hopeful it's not quite a like but what you just brought up about like a, a possible if this movie makes money and i have no idea how it's doing mm-hmm. but i i feel like this could be the start of something unique like in other words the way i see this one is like maybe next time you have some sort of hero show up who's going to do battle with him or you have other villains and there's like a battle between villains for the planet or something but i i think 
it's an interesting start because if, if this is all there is, it's sort of like, it's good. I liked it overall, but it's sort of like, so that's it. Like it just, so five years from the end of this movie, I guess he's probably destroyed earth. <laughs> right. And that, that feels sort of like, okay, but is that all you wanted to say with this story? Or do you want to like, hopefully get a sequel and have a rival or a challenge to him that'll make it more interesting? Yeah, I thought about um, like them pulling some type of M Night thing where they make another movie that you don't think is related to it, and then the the after the credits right. is like, oh shit, this is happening on the same, you know, in the same universe or something. Although I, maybe M Night ruined that for everybody, you know. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah. So uh, the the last thing I'll say I did like about it was uh, in this incredibly white story, they still found some diversity. Shout out to black actors getting checks. Um. They got like, and he didn't kill the black kid who made fun of him. He killed, he broke, he hurt the white girl who liked him. And uh, there's a black kid who made fun of him. There's a principal or PE teacher or whatever it was. Um, And then there was the police chief dude who did get killed. Um, Oh, like I I tried to see how, like he did. He just get like disintegrated, bruh. If I think he fucking like speared him on some Brian Urlacher shit, but at super at, at like at like five hundred miles per hour, <laughs> like they went out there and there was just like a splatter as they do. It's a yeah. I was like, fuck, get in the house. Like, what the fuck? Oh man, that kid was so bad. And the murder of the of the the, the chief, and then like the woman cop. Yes, it's just like it's. Like I said, I'm not necessarily super into violence. I cringe when I think something's too gratuitous. But here, I really felt the violence served the purpose of this isn't just some kid in like a Stephen King book that like stabs your the adult when they walk in the room. Right. This is a powerful force of evil. And you need to recognize just because it's a 12-year-old body, this is the mountain with Superman's abilities yeah it was like take uh, i think his his low it was like take the world or something like that yeah was his thing and you you were clearly seeing like oh this motherfucker literally could take the earth somehow yeah um and no one's gonna be able to fucking stop him because uh unless there's somebody else's superpowers we are fucked as a race um oh i forgot to mention another scene that i really liked was when his father took him out to the woods to kill him excellent yes that was so good (laughs) like like you knew it was coming but like they had a talk and you were kind of like wait is he not gonna do it like dude you gotta kill him and he does it and it just pisses him off and when that happened because i thought to myself i was like okay so and we'll get to this i guess this will transition to things we didn't like but elizabeth banks has to play the almost that same mentality as megan good in the intruder of like, I will always see the good in this clearly supernaturally evil de- demon. Yes. You took the, the dad words. was I... consistent. Yes. And, and the dad was consistent. Like he, as soon as he saw something wrong with the kid, he saw another thing wrong with the kid. And so when he took him hunting, I said in my head, I was like, I'm disappointed that Elizabeth Banks doesn't see what's going to happen. She's like, okay, well, I think this will be good for you. It's like, what? But he, yeah. I said, this dude has to be going out there to kill this Yo. kid. Like, for me to have faith in these characters, I can't have the dad just flipping all of a sudden into like, you're right. He's just right. going through some things. And he never flipped. He was just like, no, no, no. Once I realized this kid, this being was a 
existential threat, he's got to go. Yo, <laughs> like, and like the other part of it that I thought was dope too was like um the dad is like he's a fucking alien. Like we picked him up out of the woods, baby. We can't this is not uh like what this is not a conflicting thing where our our birth child just kind of went crazy right. at some point like we have to go back to the origins we actually don't know this motherfucker <laughs> like that's that's what I, like his and when he realized she wasn't feeling he was like okay well you know what you're right honey you're right i'm gonna go out and be a father to him this weekend i said please be going to kill this little motherfucker and he hey he's a real mvp he died but like he 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 went out uh like Giannis, you know he he like it wasn't his fault he tried to stop the, the tide so uh yeah. all right let's talk about dislikes man i think you know we clearly have the same big ass dislike they wrote elizabeth banks character as if she was like not operating with a full iq that was ridiculous yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it is, it's, you know, I, I know somebody has, you know, in, in one of these movies, there always has to be that conflict. Like one parent has to believe a little bit longer than the other, because if they're on a unified front, when this kid, like the first time he just says no in the donut shop, it's like, oh, bury him in cement, please. Right. So you have to have one parent who's like slower. So I get that. Right. But. But she was like – the kid – I got scolded by my parents one time. In fourth grade, I kicked a girl. She was sitting on the stairs, and mm. I, like, kicked her in the shin. And my fa- – like, I got suspended. Right. My, my father sat me down. He says, you never put your – like, you never hit a, a girl. Mm. Ever. Never. Ever. And, he, like, this dude broke a girl's hand. <laughs> like <laughs> – and Elizabeth Banks is like, oh, ease up, bitch. Okay? Yes. They like, really what? made they made that woman into the bad guy. Like, you <laughs> bitch. You really going to talk bad about my, my serial killer son? My 12-year-old girl might be permanently disabled because she's been maimed by your curiously super strong 12-year-old <laughs> boy who can break hands. Right. And they were like, he said sorry. Like, or whatever. Right. Like, he's – and I was like – he committed a crime Dumb. and a bad one, like felony. This is felony if he was of age. And then the fucking principal, that was such white privilege that the principal was like, I mean, not the principal, the police officer was there. And he's like, well, we got to let the school handle it. And I'm like, that's not how that would go at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck that. You be in cuffs. And then uh, the other thing, too, um, when he killed the chickens and the, fucking, oh the dad is like, yo, the fucking chickens are dead. Come look at this. And she's like, wow, the wolf must have gotten here. He's like, the wolf didn't pull the fucking door off the lock and break the lock. Like, the fucking, the, your, your son was out here looking at the chickens going crazy, and then now the chickens are dead. What the fuck, bitch? Like, oh, my God. She was so ridiculous. The, the father, like, it's it's one of those things, like, if both parents had been, like, the father, like, closer, much better movie. Like, I enjoyed it, but it's a higher quality if if one parent doesn't have to because I get it. They do the whole oh they're trying to have children, right? And like and somehow that like makes her, you know, mentally disabled when it comes to this kid and right. seeing the truth, which is just too much. It's like you could let her, like the hand breaking should have come almost later, so that like maybe mm. we see the mom defending him early on, but. Once you break a girl's hand in your gym class, 
like I mean broke it like Steven Seagal broke it not just like oh my bone hurt it's like no this is mangled like I broke it the wrong way you you have to really evaluate like should we be institutionalizing this kid should we be getting like what kind of like just on the strength factor alone I'd be like what (laughs) right we need to drug this little motherfucker and put him somewhere dog and like when she goes in the room and at the very end she finds like drawings and she goes out to the uh yeah she finds drawings and she's like oh my god it is him and i'm like you saw those drawings earlier the police came out and showed you the drawings again and you were just like uh get the fuck out of my house uh i love him you got a you got a warrant pig right oh like man what the <laughs> fuck when did this woman become this fucking anyway, yeah but they made her so stupid like they honestly should start a stupid wife shared universe cinematic universe and her and and the wife from intruder should, should be in the same world where they just that would be tremendous though <laughs> if that actually could happen right? this is all the stupid wives from every movie that's just ever existed <laughs> every mom with an adopted alien kid yeah. every wife who who trusts that the dude drooling on her yeah. doesn't want to fuck her yeah. even like and that's like even like uh clark kent's parents would be in it you know what i mean because like right. like she's still still stupid what y'all did oh um, lucky you got lucky right that's the other thing that didn't work from well not didn't work but was kind of bad um this movie should not have been set in 2019 or whenever like it really should have been set in like 1950 1960 i think because if you think about what the fuck happened it doesn't make sense in modern times the news covered that there was a media shower that hit brightburn no one went to look investigate or check it out these motherfuckers show up with a brand new white baby that nobody no paperwork or nothing for uh and then you know like at the end there's like a a media like a news report or whatever and i'm like what that kid did the the fucking plane crash wouldn't even cover that shit up because like the sheriff got murdered the deputy got murdered they were calling 911 with like on the walkie talkie like this kid is out here killing motherfuckers like it just it makes no fucking sense that uh like he would not have gotten away with it quote unquote the way they made it at the end uh and but i felt like if it would have been like 1960 then i'm a little more like yeah maybe they weren't keeping track of all that shit well like in the ted bundy i have a new joke about it but like the ted bundy documentary it's like he his techniques could not get (laughs) him all those kills in 2010 2015 like he grew his hair out and lost eight pounds and just went to another state right. and like killed for another decade. Like it was like, I, I called him, I said, he's like the Babe Ruth of serial killers. It's like, yeah, I mean, they count, but like he's not hitting 80 home runs in 2019 off of these pictures. Like when black people were banned and you could like the pitcher was, was like a part time farmer, right? Crushed the shit out of the ball. Right. And Bundy was like that. And I feel like you're right. Like, I mean, the Department of Defense or like some kind of would have seen like uh an aster like an asteroid or so, like like would have detected yeah activity like if them if this movie had ended just to clear up this point mm-hmm. with like almost the federal government knowing yes. this was going on the whole and like they were the ones who activated him or something yes that, and it would it would make that totally consistent like they knew and they kind of experimented on this small town to see like their new weapon right or to see like what could 
and then and then it's like that's that literally takes care of that whole how does the kid get away with this yeah because like angle. you have the even at the end they have like found they just took it like one step too far at the end because like one you have a oh, whatever that guy's name michael rocker rocker rooker 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 from yeah. uh, walking dead and stuff yeah so they have him as a conspiracy theory guy who's like now he's alex jones like yeah he's, he's except he jones has stuff. way too much information and then they have found <laughs> they have like found footage of the fucking camera of the kid flying over the the, the city i was like this is y'all took it one step too cute and now it's like oh fuck all this shit none of this would have happened this way um right so i thought that was kind of um like that was kind of a a big thing um and then my last thing that i was like oh man uh it does heavily rely on the idea that you guys already have seen all the superman shit like anyone anyone who's seen this shit better know uh the superman mythology because this motherfucker is basically like like i'm like did y'all have to pay dc yeah (laughs) like this is a bit on the nose dog like heat vision blowing his head dad's head up and fucking uh super strength flight the fucking symbols uh, like the origin i mean this shit was just like bizarro superman it's it's the blurred lines of superhero films like it's like this does sound a lot like the marvin gay song if we're being honest not that i don't love it right but it sounds a whole lot like marvin gay yo that's what the shared universe is gonna be is they're just ripping off other superheroes and they're gonna be like all right the next one so this kid gets adopted by his aunt and uncle and his uncle gets shot in front of him and instead of him becoming a superhero <laughs> he's just like i'm gonna kill everybody <laughs> like and he's got spider Arach- powers <laughs> arachnid boy yeah yeah <laughs> uh, or wherever what borough are they in uh like queens <laughs> yeah so it'd be like <laughs> queens man you're like queens man what, i wonder what queens man's about it's like oh it's just fucking spider-man with fucking <laughs> fucking evil spider-man and shit uh <clears throat> anything else you didn't like about it I thought it took I, – I, the beginning of the movie, it's always weird when I see this because you never know what order they film stuff in. Mm-hmm. But the beginning of the movie, I was like, I don't think these are very good performances. Mm. And, and then it got good. Right. So I always wonder, I'm like, were they getting familiar with the material and like they didn't do enough takes? And then they got to like the good stuff and the more heated stuff and the more emotional stuff. But for for the first like 15 minutes, I was just like – is this gonna be like some low budget garbage? So I have a theory about this. Um, and it's hap- it happened to me, uh, with Star Wars, The Phantom Menace, that trilogy. Yep. Um, how, I w- when they first have Hayden Christensen, uh, the second one, I was like, this motherfucker can't act. Like, <laughs> what is this shit? You know what I mean? Like, y'all really yeah. just handed over the keys to a franchise and the most important character can't fucking act? Like, this shit is trash. And I hated the second Star Wars. But then they got to that third one. And oh, clones, when, I, I think Clones is arguably worse than Phantom Menace. I, I agree. I fucking but, agree. But it's, it's like, it's a Sith, though. Sith, I thought, was awesome. Right. And so that's <laughs> that's the theory. They didn't, the fucking screen test for Hayden Christensen is not likable Anakin Skywalker who's turning dark. It's fucking dark Anakin Skywalker is just like one step from me and Darth Vader so if if you get that in a fucking like in the room when it's time for auditions you're like yeah this is our fucking anakin right here now okay you have a whole movie of him being like terrible 
but then you right. got this third movie where you're like nobody else is gonna give us that that's what i think happened with this movie man especially the kid because the, the cars where the kids supposed to be like lovable and all <laughs> i never you right. you never feel it you, it's just, you're just like nah this little motherfucker's a psycho why can't everyone see it and then right. when he goes full like i'm not just a psycho but i'm like socially disconnected from empathy and sh- you're like oh i don't think that kid's performance got better i think the script just got to the point where you're like this is why he got uh, the job i think that's i think that's a very plausible theory yeah because like, i don't want to watch this kid in something else i mean to be frank like if like if, <laughs> you know what i'm saying like if there's another movie where it's just like like if he's a if he's on next season of this is us i'll be like what the fuck like who cast this kid you know uh yeah no, that's a good point because that's yeah it, so i'm glad you kind of saw it he was it, it felt like kind of wooden early on and i was like is this gonna be good yeah and then once it got into it i was i was definitely enjoying it yeah because i don't know like even when that girl turned around it's like smart guys are the ones who are gonna be great later or whatever and he kind of like smirks or whatever and i was like yes yeah, he i think it's better if you make him if he's genuinely likable and then by the end of the film you're like this kid's a fucking monster and we just he never was likable you know who could have done this probably he's a little too young but i think that kid jacob tremblay is a really good actor mm-hmm. he's in room um yeah. he's been in a bunch of things he's like pretty got a pretty good career right now yeah but maybe he's a little too young but he's somebody who can like be cute and be like emotive but i'm sure he could do like the evil the evil as well and obviously you know um, i feel I, I feel bad for the kid he's probably typecast now because i can't like this is more of a career to find a role for that little motherfucker dog needs to go go this becomes a franchise yeah you know which then he should obviously take the checks and now he's in full evil so he doesn't yeah. have to go back to True. being likable yeah but he, he can't be after another... this bright bird bright bird mm-hmm. done he should he should go back to uh to school and then like come back to acting like when he's 21 yeah dog he can't just go be in fucking like a disney movie after this dog this is it <laughs> um and then yeah. there was a. Uh... Oh wow, he played twelve year old Scott Lang in the Avengers Endgame. I didn't even know that. Um but he yeah. Did? Yeah, apparently, man. Um Oh, we don't know what we're talking about then, because if he's in Endgame, then he then I'm sure he's got lots of roles coming coming yeah, his way. <laughs> maybe. I'm looking at this at his biography I mean his uh whatever you call it. I don't know though, man. He's kinda in and out. He played somebody in Killer Kids so i don't know dog <laughs> i don't know he was in glow he was white boy number two like i don't know man good luck to that kid um all right the I last, was, okay I kept go ahead. referring to his dad oh sorry i was just gonna say i kept referring to his dad as big mark ruffalo yeah. <laughs> right didn't he just look uh, like if mark ruffalo was an offensive lineman like an ex-offensive lineman who trimmed down a little bit to run his <laughs> iowa farm his kansas farm yeah that was good casting too because that dude seemed like a farm dude like he's like he was good he yeah. was like good throughout i thought because he was good he had that he had that big family man kind of midwestern thing but then he was not stupid like right he was he was the one who was like uh our kid like <laughs> and the look on his face when the kid now this dude looks in the movie i don't know how big he actually is right he looks like he's like six three like 240 not like ripped but just right. like a thick dude and the kid tosses him into like a cabinet 
And the dad just kind of looked kind of like pissed. Yeah. But there was a little recognition like, what the fuck? Yes. Because it was more like, wait, it's not just that he's being rude and disrespectful. How's this kid like throwing me into a cabinet? And Elizabeth Banks is watching it and still not totally convinced that there's something wrong. <laughs> and, and he then goes into the kid's room, fakes like he's apologizing. That was the other reason I liked him because he was – he was more cunning than Elizabeth Banks was like, I'm just going to love the evil out of him. And he's like, no, this is, we need evidence and proof. This motherfucker is killing people. And, um, and then even when his wife is stupid, he goes, okay, honey, you're stupid. I guess I got to do it myself. Like I, I, I thought he was a great character and, uh, well acted. I know him from, um, outcast this mo- this, uh, TV series I watched. Um, who is he because i watched the first season i don't have cinemax but so, i watched the first season and liked it he's the uh <laughs> sheriff like husband guy or, or police officer oh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah he's yeah. that guy so uh, i like that dude man he's a good actor um so good luck to him because he was actually good um all right the last thing i'll bring up that i did not like and uh i hate when they get me with this shit but the whole like produced by james gunn and ah, it's the conjuring it's yeah. the conjuring trick yes they got <laughs> they got me in the theater and i was like oh a james gunn directed film from, he, from visionary director james gunn yes that was I hate well that. that you know what they did that you know what's interesting they did that with man of steel because you know me and my love of the dark knight and christopher nolan mm-hmm. and the first credit to come up was not Zack snyder it was from from christopher nolan i was like i'm in i'm in he's doing another franchise i'm in now we get christopher nolan's vision of superman i'm there and then of course he produced it he didn't write that shit right and this is such a bad okie doke because it's like written by his brothers brian and mark (laughs) like fuck you man you got me james gunn some like i wasn't mad about your tweets but i'm mad about this shit man like you owe me one for this bullshit, man. Um, but, so, so uh, I, I respect, I respect the family move. Like I, right, I respect right. that he using his clout for family. Right. Um, but, but it was, yes, it was, it was a trick for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, glad he got Elizabeth Banks to do it. She was in curb. So I fuck with Elizabeth Banks, but God damn, man, they got me on this one. All right, man, let's rate it zero to five, man. What would you give it? <sighs> I, 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 we both, you had, you made me think of some critiques that I didn't think of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think not on like an Oscar kind of level, mm-hmm. but a four is what? Like see a matinee? I think three is see a matinee. Four is opening weekend, full price. Okay. Three. I'll give it a three. Cause, cause I, I, I cannot deny that I enjoyed it. I thought there was enough in it that it was, and like you said, it was like a boom, you're in and you're out. Here's like a creative spin. It's not perfect, but like I left the theater overall going, oh, I'm glad I saw that. I certainly didn't go like, man, that was a waste of my fucking – I didn't say that was a waste of my time. Right. So, And with A-list, I feel like maybe the, the matinee almost needs to be adjusted to like matinee or use one of your free tickets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like don't pay too much for this uh whatever and then uh for me i think i'm gonna cheat a little bit and say 2.5 like because it's to me this this felt like the kind of movie netflix would buy uh 
except yeah except they spend a little more on um on uh special effects than uh netflix seems to spend like whoever like whoever made this was like let's just go ahead and pay the extra one million dollars to get somebody to like really edit and put together the special effects <laughs> um <clears throat> but it felt kind of netflixy man even the ending felt netflixy like the maybe there's uh more of these if you guys watch it or maybe not so, <laughs> what, what do you guys think so uh yeah i would i would say uh like around a 2.5 between netflix and matinee um uh so all right let's get into the last thing which is uh we had comments from the last review that i did with jl coven um i don't remember if i i think i feel like i read you the roma did i read you the roma um no comments okay all right so that's what we do we did first did we, we did first man and then we did roma is that yeah is that what we did? yeah and then we did the intruder uh kind of on chris's podcast but I'll right 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 so uh i'll do roma first um gwg says this discussion made me appreciate the film even more thanks guys thanks gwg uh nahan 87 says hey the blackout to his fam sorry this is so long but i had a bit of a breakthrough when i watched roma my first impression was that it's very beautiful there were some moving parts but overall i found it boring fast forward a month later and my peruvian co-worker finally watches it he sat me down because he needed someone to talk about talk to about the movie he said from the opening scene to the closing everything in roma was his life in peru when he was a kid from the garage scene where the dad is trying to get his car into a small space to the guy going from the house to house sharpening knives my friend said it was like sense memory to the point where every sound brought up a memory from his childhood he grew up middle class in peru where it had two housekeepers in his home who lived above them similarly to the two women in roma he and his sister would go upstairs to play with them while they watched his family clothes uh their housekeepers would go on vacations with their parents never went into the kitchen because though that was those two women's domain the women like in roma were up before the family woke and couldn't go to sleep until the family was asleep because if they asked for some tea or food that it was their job to get it he was so moved by the film that he felt guilty about how he was raised he walked for a long time he talked we talked for a long time um about every aspect of the film even down to the student protest apparently the exact thing thing happened in peru but just a decade later after talking to him i realized that even though i'm a black woman i actually uh, i acted really white with my first impression of roma i didn't understand all the cultural references in it and alfonso Caron uh didn't want to and didn't need to explain them as my friend talked it reminded me of how i feel when i watch atlanta it's so black and specific to black people and they don't explain cultural references i wasn't the target audience for roma and that's okay the people it was meant to show were seen and it made me have to do some homework to truly understand well now my friend wants to show roma to his parents and hopes that it gives them some perspective into the lives of the women they employed and informs the friends around them uh caron really did his thing wow yeah it's a good it's a great <laughs> comment right like, i don't have anything I give, to add i give that i give that comment four and a half stars yeah that's a that's <laughs> solid nahan 87 yeah realization <laughs> through it that's dope uh and lastly sandler agony this is one of the reasons by the way that i'm hesitant to like completely shit on movies because because of stuff like that where i'm like sometimes i just don't be knowing like there's a perspective right. out there where they're like nah this is actually really good or really accurate and i'm out here like bullshit um Ugh. so try to find the good in everything sandler agony says i can't lie to y'all roma took a while to get good despite the gorgeous direction by alfonso caron uh, and the sublime uh cinematography by emmanuel lebeski 
I found it to be a boring movie for a bit. Waiting to see how these plot. Ooh, correction, correction. He didn't do it. This was that's the thing. That's his that's his usual collaborator. But Quaron actually did it himself on this. So I think he like learned mm. from his his partner. Just I just want to I just want Quaron to get the proper credit on the pod. Hey, way to flex, <laughs> way to flex that knowledge on me. I didn't know. Um, that is the guy who's worked with because that's the dude who won three straight cinematographies for Birdman for gravity Birdman, and the revenant he won with different directors he won three uh, straight well i know the revenant was my god oh yeah <laughs> uh, oh my god that movie's crazy y'all uh waiting to see how these plots and subplots are going to lead to something big i stuck with it and i'm glad i did because it got really good in the second half glad i was patient Yelitz, uh apopico uh i hope that's right uh did an awesome job for her first film ever yo that's another thing dog so in this film it's in black and white you know um all the red carpets were all like oh she's a darling of the thing it was almost like she got the lapita nyango treatment um last last year and i'm like are y'all gonna cast her in anything though but listen when i seen this woman in color and like at the red carpet in them dresses Man, she actually is fine. Like, it was kind of interesting, you know, because the film downplays it, obviously. But, like, they were on some, like, she's not even an actress. And it's like, oh, oh, man, she's going to be showing up to these things. It's going to be like, oh, my God. Like, you don't even She's barely a person. (laughs) Yeah. She's just a regular (laughs) motherfucker like y'all. Like, no, man. She was still, she was still pretty hot, dog. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess if you put, put her in color with some makeup and a fucking dress it's like oh yeah of course you can get it get the fuck out of my face uh i mean no offense i hope you know it's too late she didn't win anything but you know i'm not saying she didn't do a good job but some of that shit was they made it seem like she was gonna show up with like a fucking hunchback or some shit dog she was fine um (laughs) same for the rest of the cast the film is also one of the netflix's better original movies it makes good use of the plot of a great story and will be remembered for furthering the film industry along, no matter what Steven Spielberg and some others say about streaming media. Hopefully, Caron gets all the Netflix money to go along with his Oscar. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's up with uh, Spielberg uh, hating on the streaming platforms or whatever, but need to cut I, that I think out. he's just I I appreciate like I, I I get I think he's one of those guys, and you could say it's an old school mentality, but like. I think he genuinely loves like a lot of filmmakers like Tarantino probably loves the, the movie theater as part of like making a film. Like it was like movies have for so long been made to be on big screens in, in, and, and kind of part of an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, I think it's like a personal bias. I don't Mm -hmm. think there's necessarily a, any science or like logic necessarily behind it, but he's, but you know, and he's one of the, you know, he's the biggest of all time, basically. And he's used that, that theater experience better than just about everybody. Yeah. And, uh, let me add this. He's Steven Spielberg. He might know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> like, like I saw, I saw people flexing on him on Twitter and shit. I was like, he's, he's Steven Spielberg. Like, come on. Like you man. can differ in opinion. You can disagree, but like to be like, this old bitch what does he know about movies dog it, was, it got a little out of control man and then people were being like that's because he doesn't want to see diversity and shit i was like 
that's you know that's not what it's about dog like <laughs> get the fuck out of here just we disagree i want to watch some netflix like get the fuck out oh my god that michael jordan says too much too much flopping in the nba <laughs> yeah. man who the fuck is michael jordan right? it's not like look there's a lot of people that uh they're still very successful but i could understand like people like if it was michael bay I can see somebody be like, man, fuck, <laughs> fuck Michael Bay. You know what I mean? Like, right, I, I like right, Michael right. Bay, but I, but like, it's Steven Spielberg, dog. Like, if there's anyone who's a master of the craft, it's fucking him, dog. If he says there's an aspect to the, to the cinema that is important and we're gonna lose it if, if we keep selling everything to Netflix, just, just fucking hear him out, dog. Jesus. <laughs> oh man, that shit bothered. I forgot how much that bothered me when I saw it. I just, I saw that shit on Twitter and scrolled like a motherfucker because people were, people were like, yeah, this because you don't want to see black people get jobs. I was like, what? He didn't say nothing about black people, man. Damn, y'all crazy. All right. Last thing, the intruder. We got two comments. Far says, fam, you killing me with these black history quote of the days. I went to see this movie at the blackest theater in my area and laughed my ass off at all those white ass decisions in this black ass movie. It was glorious. <laughs> well, if you like stupid, stupid women, <laughs> stupid moms making bad decisions, stupid wives making bad decisions, uh, you might want to roll over to, uh, Bright, uh, Brightburn, homie. Uh- Elizabeth Banks is the Larry Bird to Megan Good's Magic Johnson when it comes to terrible decision making and judgment <laughs> we need we need like a new oscar uh the category for white person playing a racist uh and in this category of woman uh, huh. woman playing a stupid ass woman in a movie where you're just like <laughs> oh man i feel so bad for you as an actress because you must have read the script and been like no one's just stupid <laughs> and the two men Let me look- let me look at that check again real yeah. quick okay okay because she's definitely the highest paid person probably by a good margin in this movie yeah it's a seven million dollar budget and you know she's a seventh of that fucking shit right like, oh yeah she's like as long as i get my meal i will show up and do your fucking stupid movie but this woman is stupid okay uh, the two men that wrote her are like no we think women would act like this i don't she's a mother uh <laughs> sandler agony says jesus christ dennis quaid was ridiculous in this movie and honestly, I'm kind of glad he went full crazy in this movie. Uh, and that eerie as fuck grin he had cucking over me. <laughs> <laughs> it is not subtle. He's like, he might as well, like Michael Ely might as well have like tried to get some drool at the corner of his mouth. Like, hey, hey, you got something there. <laughs> uh, it was so out of control, man. <laughs> <laughs> like i still keep going back to that and they put it in the trailer with that face he makes when he takes off his shirt he's just like Ooh. he's like oh I'm about to see some titties y'all like get out of here um <clears throat> he said uh i didn't like again cucking over megan good in that shower scene was crazy i didn't like good's character <laughs> she was just white girling for quay's character over and over again and i don't know how many times i said you dumb motherfucker during her countless moments of obliviousness with that character michael ely was straight to say the least nothing mind-blowing or bad he gave a modest performance the intruder is pretty much the movie i expect with a couple of surprises uh which i appreciated i didn't expect a 65 year old quay to put the beats to ely late in that film then again old man strength is undefeated yeah Dennis Quaid is is pretty jacked like I don't know how he stayed in that kind of but he's like 
he's still like one of these CrossFit like marathon running kind of jacked old dudes. Yeah, you don't want to smoke with that dude, man. And it was it was <laughs> it was readily apparent what was gonna happen when they showed him with his shirt off. Cause I was like, oh, Michael Easy's getting his ass beat later. There's no fucking way he can get out the hospital and handle this dude. And uh Can I can I yeah. can I ask you one question I meant to ask about Brightburn and mm-hmm. I thought about this before coming on as like a more like in an alternate universe mm-hmm. to see Twitter explode. What if <laughs> what if the kid was black? Yo Everything... <laughs> What yeah. if everything was the same? Yeah. Cause then you're almost getting into like I would think almost like a Jordan Peele territory where you could be like these white people try to do that, but they only wanted to look good in adopting mm-hmm. this child, and he turns out to like turn on them, mm-hmm. and now you have this white world and this kid, and he's still the vi- but I would have, or would you have gotten like, so they have to turn the black child into the villain? <laughs> yes! I just the, the different areas that could have gone as by an intellectual thing, but also in terms of a woke sort of critique. Yeah, I, I don't know why I thought of that and thought, wow, that would change. This movie would change so much. I think the discourse around it. <laughs> I I do that all the time with movies in my head, where I'm just like, yo, if they changed one thing, like you know, like changes to a black person or uh, make the kid gay or something, just like one, like that one thing that makes the woke people get activated. You know, like it would change everything because, like, there's a ton of people who are not going to see *Brightburn*, and um, and wouldn't even weren't even interested in it, right? But if you just make that lead kid like Jaden Smith or some shit, they're like, "Well, I got to see *Brightburn* now," and then they're just going to go to be pissed off. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that too, though. I was like, "Yo, if they would have just made uh these people black or something, it would have changed every fucking thing, or just the kid black or the mom black or some shit like." Uh, people would have went and saw it and been mad as hell but uh you know what i'm actually happy when that happens and they they don't do stuff like that um because sometimes when it's too many black people and some shit man like you got to deal with all the wokeness you know what i mean right. i don't feel like dealing with that shit sometimes I'm like, oh sure I, I just thought as a hypothetical it was it made me laugh to just go i wonder what direction it would have gone in yeah and the other thing that also is funny to me is when there is a story that's real white and they start injecting black people in the shit where you're like there were no niggas there uh where, <laughs> like like say if uh they didn't do this but like if chernobyl just has like a black bus driver for no reason you're like get the, <laughs> like, get the fuck out and, like sometimes some shit was just white you know what I mean? right. so uh but yeah i think about that all the time man um <clears throat> uh let's see uh he was almost okay i also like how the movie ended not because it just ended it ended with quay screaming like a little bitch at the goods character called the cops to tell authorities that her husband was going to kill him it was a nice cherry on the top of a ridiculous movie i'm glad i saw it was and and was entertained quality be damn yeah he should have been screaming when uh they were like on the phone being like yeah we got an intruder he should be like and i'm alive don't don't let these motherfuckers kill me but uh he waited too long he waited too long to say something so now he's dead uh all right man thank you so much jail for being on here man uh tell the people where to find you on twitter and your podcast 
Sure. Uh, I'm at JL Covan on Twitter, J-L-C-A-U-V-I-N. Uh, my podcast is every Wednesday, Making Podcasts Great Again. Uh, I play Donald Trump, and we talk with guests and stuff about pop culture and political issues. It's a it's a very fun uh, podcast if you if you're if you're still able to find some humor in what is of course a tragic and disgusting uh, Trump administration, then this is the podcast for you. And then just scroll my website jlcomedy.com. All my albums are there. I, I update the blog from time to time uh, with stuff from the road and other thoughts. So. Uh, yeah, that's it. JLcomedy.com. You can find everything there. So thank you. And I think now my new favorite guest on, uh, Make It Podcast Great Again is, uh, it's Big Huck. It's, it's gotta Big, be Huck. Big Huck. Yeah, it's the woman that plays <laughs> Big Huck, man. She's good. She's real she, good. What, what she did that was so great is, and on her first episode, cause I had seen her impression and I was like, mm. good enough. I wasn't right. like, that's amazing, but I was like, that'll, that'll do. But she is, she got so quickly into the, the vibe of the show like she's mm-hmm. like okay i'm here as huck which means i'm the right hand woman of this president intellectually emotionally and like she ganged up on jay really quickly like because she just got the she created like a catchphrase within like 15 minutes only he can call me that like yep. people sometimes tweeted us so it's just it, it's like it's not always the impression those her though hers is is good right. but it's like if you can get as as they say on a on a show I don't listen to anymore. You don't get the show. <laughs> but, uh, and I missed that show because right. I really liked it. God damn it. <laughs> Shout out to Mike that's Ryan. Like one the, that's one of the few things I've given up that yeah. I'm like, actually like, I wish I didn't, but I had to. Yeah. <laughs> that old integrity uh, cost you, man. That's why I try to keep, that's why I try to keep my boycotting away from shit because if I start boycotting <laughs> shit because it ain't, you know, what? I mean, that was different because it was personal, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, and I wouldn't yeah. expect anybody, I'll joke about it, but it's like, yeah. I want to listen to it. There are times right. I'm like, oh, but I'm like, I can't give listens to a certain Mike Ryan who drops his Latino last name from all public oh, spaces. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even know that. Oh. Now, I don't want to quit. The thing is, his mm. last name is Ruiz, mm. but I think it's. I think he has like a strained relationship with his father. Uh, so all seriousness, as much as a yeah. Twitter beef I have with the man, I can't, I can't go there in case that's a, right, like right. a, a family dispute and not him just being like, please accept me, <laughs> general <Yeah>. white culture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike Ryan. Oh, man. Oh, all right, guys. That's it for today, man. Check, check out Make a Podcast Great Again. Thank y'all, premium people. Uh, of course, uh, that's why y'all still getting shit because y'all pay. Um, and uh, we'll be back with one of these soon. I think uh, uh, Godzilla is next Thursday, I think, guys. So we'll probably be giving that review to you soon. Till then, peace. <laughs>